Hey gang, it's Ron from ITMuskie.com, and my job is to help you guys get certified. All right, gang, in this video, we're going to talk about A+. If you've never taken A+, before, the A+, is a two-part exam, right? So you got to pass both, both, both parts of the exam to um, actually get A+, certified. So we got 90 minutes and 90 questions for each exam. If you pass each exam, you will be A plus certified. So A plus is an entry level certification. It's usually one of the first certifications that people get. And it's usually one of the first certifications that students in the zero to IT hero bundle get. They either start there or they start with ITF plus, depending on um, the direction. So let's talk about the actual questions, right? So we're going to go through some questions, break it down as a family, and then um, let you guys go ahead and be on your merry way. I would appreciate it if you guys would um, thumbs up the video, subscribe, and share with anybody who can um, benefit from this type of stuff, okay? So let me share my screen, and then we're going to start rocking out. All right, so you guys should be able to see this. So how we're going to do it is the questions are going to be up on the screen, and then we're going to read the question, look at the answers, and figure out what the answer is. So just remember, when you're actually inside the box, you want to be able to decipher uh, this information as quickly as possible. Um, just really quick, let me make sure. Yeah, we good. Okay, I just want to make sure that my microphone was on because that shit would have been a tragedy. So, um, first question. Lenny is prepared to install a 3.5 inch hard disk drive into his laptop. Once the installation begins, the hard drive doesn't seem to fit. What most likely is the issue? What do we think? Do we think laptops usually require 2.5 inch? He has to reboot the system. He must install the RAM before the hard drive, or he needs to reformat the drive. Give you guys a couple seconds to figure out what you think it is. So usually laptops have a 2.5 inch drive. All right, 2.5 inch drive. All right, so M2 solid state drives are much faster than traditional hard drives. Is that true, false? What do we think? So while we're rocking through this, this is the only question type that you won't see on the actual exam, right? So uh, true and false, yes and no, those types of questions are not on the actual exam. Um, the air conditioner just uh, tapped on if that's uh, making it too loud. This is a free video. I'm sorry that the production isn't up to your standards, uh, but this is real life over here. So what do you think? Do you think this is true or false? That is true. So um, what makes these things a lot faster is that it actually connects directly into the motherboard, right? So to reduce a latency, a, a M2 solid state drive connects directly to the motherboard. So at the bottom of the screen, it says need an exam voucher that is no longer available uh, to people who aren't in our training. So if it's so if you're in a zero to IT hero program, 
you got this uh, discounted uh, vouchers for all your training. If not, you got to pay full price somewhere else. All right, let's go to the next question. OLEDs need backlights to operate efficiently. Do we think that's true or do we think that's false? Do we think that's true or do we think that's false? So, OLEDs do not need backlights. They do not need backlights. So, OLEDs, the O stands for organic, which means that it's using um, natural light, okay? All right, Jenny just replaced her cracked laptop screen. She powers the laptop up and everything seems to work fine until she tries to surf the web. She notices she is no longer connected to the wireless router. What most likely has occurred? Has power been lost? The form factor of the router is incorrect. The Wi-Fi antenna has been disconnected or damaged. Jenny needs to restart her laptop. What do we think? What most likely has occurred? So we said that she just replaced her laptop screen, right? Now on laptops, most times the uh, Wi-Fi antenna is located close to the camera, right? And the camera is usually at the top of the laptop, right? So it's when you first open up the laptop. So it's at the top of the laptop. The reason for that is um, to to improve connections, right? So to improve connections. And so the broadcast will be higher. So they put the antenna at the highest point, right? It's usually on the bezel of the actual laptop. And a lot of times, if you're not being careful, if you replace the laptop screen, you may disconnect or damage um, the Wi-Fi antenna, all right? So most likely, that's what happened. Um, then as I always say, make sure that you're paying attention to that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what happened most likely? Uh, what's the first thing to do? What's the last thing to do? Um, another thing, I always have to preface this. This is not, this is not, this is not. On this free YouTube channel, this is not the actual question to the test, right? Um, the question on the test uh, most likely will be uh, more difficult. Um, I threw a couple questions in here um, that would be a little bit more towards um, the questions that would be on the actual exam. Um, this is just to get you in the right mind frame. Now, uh, my students uh, that rock through the Zero to IT Hero program um, get thousands, literally, of uh, practice test questions after running through hours of um, IT training and then go ahead and pass the exam. So let's go ahead and go to the next question. Little Millie is trying to pair his device with a fellow artist so they can swap songs. Both singers Bluetooth is turned on, but they're unable to find each other's devices. What's the next thing they should try? Should they enter a pin? That was set up on a device, tether the phones to each other, restart both phones, ensure both phones can be discovered. So, what do you think it is? So, should it be? So, this one it looked like it could be more than one, right? But it's not. It's got to be one answer. So, let's see if it's ensure both phones can be discovered. All right, so 
the next thing, right? That was the biggest thing. Because some people may have been thinking, enter a pin that was set up on a device. Now, you got to make sure they're both discovered. Because even if you set up a pin, if they're not in discovery mode or discoverable mode, it doesn't matter because they're not going to see each other, okay? All right. Chelsea needs to set up her email on a new device. She wants to ensure that emails are stored on her device and her device only. Which option should she choose? What do we think? What do we think? So let's say that we was uh, running through this really fast. I said we was actually inside the box and we just start clicking stuff. Is it IMAP? Is it POP3? Is it, What is it? It's POP3. All right, POP3. POP3 is port 110. That's what those numbers are uh, next to um, the actual answers. So POP3 is port 110, while IMAP is port 143. So she wants to make sure the emails are stored on her device and that's it. All right, so other protocols are stored on the device as well as on a server. Okay, so that would be the only the only difference. So uh, the only reason I did that like that to make it incorrect is because if you jump in too fast, right? If you don't read all the answers, if you don't read uh, all of the question, um, a lot of times you can jump uh, too quickly and um, actually end up making a mistake and getting something wrong. And just remember, you know, every point count, every question counts on the exam. So just slow your ass down. So Marcus is walking in the park and stops to use his laptop. He wants to catch up on some work that needs to be completed quickly. To complete the work, he will need an internet connection. How can he complete his work using one of the following options? I'll let you guys read those answers. And then whisper amongst yourselves what you think the answer is. All right, should he tether himself onto his laptop, turn on Wi-Fi, and click favorite browser? Uh, he will have to wait until he can find an internet cafe, log on, or excuse me, log into his laptop's IP settings and choose admin mode. Now the quickest way would just be to use his cell phone's internet connection and that will be called tethering right so tethering allows you to use your mobile data as uh, data for whatever you want to use it for right now most cell phone plans are unlimited but if you aren't on an unlimited plan you want to make sure that you're careful with this because if you only have a certain amount of gigs that you can use every month and then you get charged for more you might want to watch out for this and even with unlimited a lot of the unlimited plans, if you go too crazy, they'll actually start throttling your data, right? So maybe it's supposed to be 5G, and then if you start going too crazy on that, they'll knock you down to 4G, and if you really go crazy on that, they'll knock you down to 3G, okay? All right, Jamal wants to purchase several donuts using uh, Apple Pay. So he waves his phone over a scanner, and the payment is successful. Another customer sees and asks, how can their phone do that? How should it respond? Should you tell the customer, hey man, mind your damn business? Should you tell them to turn on their Wi-Fi and scan phone? Should he use NFC? Should he say use NFC to make payments via proximity? Or should he tell customer to use IR technology? So another question that may come up is, hey man, where are you getting these questions from? All these questions were uh, made by me. So I think I know what uh, the answers are. Um, if you disagree, with uh, my answers are uh, good for you. I'm proud of you. Uh, 
you know more than I do. All right, so he should tell um, the guy behind him, hey, man, I'm using NFC, right? Um, acronyms are something that's going to pop up on the exam, right? Over and over and over and over again, you're going to see uh, acronyms. So make sure that you know what the acronyms stand for uh, to make things a little bit easier. So he's using NFC or near field, near field communication. All right. What is the most common central device used today to connect computers to a network? What is the most common central device used today to connect computers to a network? Hopefully you guys came up with a switch. Hopefully you guys came up with a switch. All right, so common central device, common central device used to connect computers to a network would be a switch. All right, next question. DNS works at the application layer of the what? This is a double whammy. The application layer is part of what? What model? The application layer is part of what model? The application layer is part of what model? The application layer is part of the OSI model. And DNS, or domain name service or server, works at the application layer. All right, gang, if you haven't done so, make sure that you like this video. Make sure you give it a thumbs up. Make sure you check down in the description if you're looking for training. Because you can sign up right now. Before this video is over, you can be done with a few of the lectures. Um, oh, another thing. Um, that comes up uh, quite often. Is this enough to pass the exam? No, man. No, this is uh, super supplemental. This, if you just run through these videos and think you're going to pass the exam, no, no, sir, or ma'am. Okay, what are the rules called that are used to govern network communications? Are they called protocols? Are they called objectives? Are they called features? Or are they called apps? So they are called protocols. They are called protocols. Rules, protocols, same thing. Okay, what PDU is found at the transport layer? So uh, PDUs, right? PDUs are what encapsulation actually provides, right? So on the OSI model, and like I said, this stuff is all surface level. Um, if you're looking for something deeper, if you're looking for better explanations, um, you need to be enrolled in the Zero to IT Hero program. So what PDU is found at the transport layer? Is it data? Is it segment? Is it packet? Or is it a frame? What do we think? Data, segment, packet, frame. So I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna click. So. Do we think that's right? What is it? Is it right? Uh, all right. So depending on where um, you are at in the OSI model and where you're at in the encapsulation process uh, depends on what type of data unit that you're actually sending. Right. So at the top, at the tippity top 
Are you sending data? Everything in between, you may be sending a segment, a packet, or maybe just a frame. So um, what PDU is found at the transport layer? It would be a segment, okay? Um, another thing, gang, uh, as you can see, we've talked about a little bit of everything. Hardware, software, uh, now we're getting into networking. When you're actually taking the exam, this is how it's going to be. It's not going to be 20 questions about networking, then 20 questions about security, then five questions about printers. It's going to be exactly like this, right? A little bit of everything, questions uh, all over the place, okay? Questions all over the place. Um, if you haven't done so, uh, thumbs up this video um, and subscribe and share with anybody who can um, benefit from it. Okay, what layer of the OSI model is responsible for compression and encryption of data? What layer of the OSI model is responsible for compression and encryption of data? What layer? Do we think it's application? Do we think it's presentation? Do we think it's session? Do we think it's transport? So I think it's presentation. Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? So the presentation layer is responsible for that. All right. And remember, the OSI model is just um, a representation to make it easier to figure out how data moves through your network. Uh, okay. What layer of the OSI model is responsible for opening, closing, and managing communication between source and destination applications? Do we think it's application? Do we think it's presentation? Do we think it's session or do we think it's transport? Which one? So believe it or not, session is responsible for this. All right, so I'm going heavy on the OSI model right now. Which layer of the OSI model do MAC addresses and switches use? Which layer of the OSI model uh this addresses excuse me uh use mac addresses and switches if you haven't done so make sure that you like this video and uh subscribe send to anybody who can uh, find use with it um as i said before in the comments um and scrolling uh, scrolling down there uh, is going to be uh, the link to enroll inside of the Zero to Hero um, bundle. Right now, uh, students are finishing a program in about four months, and they're getting their first certification in 30 days, right? And once you finish the program, you'll have Microsoft training, you'll be ITF Plus certified, A Plus certified, Net Plus certified, and Security Plus certified. You have the certifications that employers are looking for um, before 2022 and you will have um, the stuff that you need and you'll be getting taught by yours truly in a fashion that is a uh, fun interactive and um, in a way that anybody can understand all right so uh, which layer in osi model do mac addresses and switches use um, i'm saying the data link layer what do you guys think hopefully it's right so the data link layer boom boom all right so uh, which protocol do you use as a transport protocol for a video application? Video application. Do we use TCP? Do we use UDP? Do we use FTP? Do we use RDC? 
So I think it's UDP. So the difference between TCP and UDP is that TCP um, probably, not probably, I don't know why I said probably, but TCP needs a verification, right? It needs somebody to tell them like, hey, we got it, everything's okay. UDP doesn't need that, right? So a video application such as YouTube, if it uses TCP, it will be a much slower process and it will be a lot of buffering because every time it sent you a bit, every time it sent you a little bit of data, it will want some kind of confirmation that that data was received. And that um, small little handshake or that small little communication would slow down um, the streaming of whatever video that you uh, were trying to look at. UDP just sends the stuff, sends it as fast as possible. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And that makes it um, a lot faster process. Okay, we're talking about this shit for about the last 10 questions. So what are the seven layers found in the OSI model in order, right? Well, when not usually on the actual, because uh, this can kind of be confusing, but usually uh, when they talk about in order, they're talking about from bottom to top. All right. So the bottom would be starting from physical. The top would be starting from application. So if so, so if it says from top down, it's application down. If it says from bottom to top, it'll be physical and up. What do we think? What do we think? So I think it's the second one. Damn, I was wrong. So um doesn't say the same thing. Physical data network transport session. Transport. Transport. Oh shit. See? I didn't even read the whole damn answer. See? So the second one says physical data link network transport session application. I just told y'all the damn application was the last one. So um just like me, I just I just fell victim to something I told y'all not to do. Um, so um, the OSI model is physical data link network transport session presentation application. So um, things like this can be tricky on the exam. Uh, and just like I said, if you're too quick, you can end up messing up just like I did. Or again, if you um, are getting value from this, make sure you shoot thumbs up the video um, and subscribe. Thumbs up the video and subscribe. So uh, what ports are used by DHCP by default? What ports are used by DHCP by default? What ports? So I think it's 67 and 68. Let's see if we're right. So those ports are used by default by DHCP. All right, Jane types itmaskey.com, which you guys need to type in your browser right now to get certified. Uh, only to receive an error message. She then tries several other websites and receives the same error message. She soon finds that her internet connection seems to be down. She goes to her IP settings and sees it starts with 169. What is the problem? So hopefully you guys got a chance to read it over. What most likely happened is that the DHCP server has not issued her device an IP. So if the DHCP server doesn't um, issue your device an IP address, what happens most times is that it's um, given a private IP address and usually that IP address starts with 169. So 
but it's like a quick troubleshooting thing. If you go somewhere 169, then the DHCP server for some reason skipped over that device and didn't give it an IP address. Uh, fiber connections use which of the following mediums to move data? Very good. Glass, super, super simple. Good, good, good. Static electricity can cause massive damage to PC components. Is that true or is that false? True, too easy. Good, good. All right. Ronnie needs to upgrade RAM and a laptop from four gigabytes to eight gigabytes. Which of the following should he do first? What's the first thing he should do? Should he download the newest chipset drivers, enable TPM, review the vendor laptop documentation, flash the BIOS configuration? Which one of those should he do first? Very good. First thing you should do, always review the vendor laptop documentation. Always do that. Always, always, always. All right. Jenny was notified that a laptop is not booting. It is discovered that, hold on. It is discovered that there are no system lights, sounds, or display when the power button is pressed. Which of the following should Jenny attempt first in troubleshooting in the troubleshooting process? Let me read that again. Jenny was notified that a laptop is not booting. It is discovered that there are no system lights, sounds, or display when the power button is pressed. Which of the following should Jenny attempt first in the troubleshooting process? Should she connect an external monitor into the laptop to determine if the LCD has failed? Boot the system from either a boot CD or other removable media? Disconnect the AC and battery power and hold the power button for several seconds? Remove any hard drive or optical drives, RAM, and wireless cards or USB devices from the laptop. I think the first thing she should do is disconnect AC and battery power and hold the power button for several seconds. Let's see. I was kind of wrestling with two of the answers. Let's see. Very good. Okay, because um, I would say the second thing would be um, that I would try after disconnecting the, the connector and the battery. I would try to connect an external monitor to see, okay, is it the actual display that's uh, jacking up? Okay, which of the following RAM types can continue working if there is corrupt data? Which one of those can continue working even if it comes in contact with some corrupt data? So I would say it's probably this. The reason I say that, um, like I said before, acronyms, right? So corrupt data can also be looked at as some errors, right? And ECCC, I think I put too many C's on it, but it stands for error uh, correcting code, error correcting code. So that would be something I would try and correct it and still keep on working out because it actually um, tried to get rid of the corrupted stuff. Okay, which of the following would be the most important factor to consider when building a virtualization workstation? Would it be a high-end graphics card with onboard memory, a compact form factor, dual monitor support, or maximum RAM and CPU cores? What do we think? 
I'm going to say maximum RAM and CPU cores. And I was correct. So the reason that is because um, our virtualization workstation step. <laughs> a virtualization workstation can actually be just as robust as a physical workstation, right? So you want to make sure that you have a lot of RAM and a lot of CPU cores so that your physical laptop or your physical machine can run as well as running the virtual machines that it's hosting, right? You understand? Does that make sense? So you got to have a RAM and the CPU for your physical device. And then you also have to have additional RAM and uh, cores to make sure that whatever the virtual servers or whatever you're using it for uh, can run as well, right? All right, Angela requests that the desktop system she is buying is able to be used at her vacation home in another country, as well as at home in the US. The technician is aware that the country mentioned has different power requirements. Which of the following should Angela ensure the desktop contains? Should it have dual voltage options, a UPS, an inverter, or a micro ATX connector? So it should have dual voltage options. Because a lot of times outside the US, they may be running at a higher voltage. And if you just plug that device into there, that's going to be too much juice and it's going to blow your damn device up. All right. So um, we've got a few more questions left, but need you guys to do a few things. One thing. Like this video. Second thing, subscribe to this channel. Third thing, or that third thing, uh, share with somebody that can um, benefit from it. All right. Okay, a technician is troubleshooting a desktop that is having intermittent issues with locking up and system errors. The technician expects. This technician suspects that the problem might be that not enough power is getting to the motherboard. Which of the following tools would a technician use to determine if the hypothesis is correct? Would he use a postcard? Would he use a loopback plug? Would he use a multimeter? Or would he use a cable tester? What do we think? Perfect. A multimeter. Which of the following is important when replacing a power supply and a workstation located in a data center service rack? A fanless power supply should be used. The proper voltage must be selected. The unit must be the same or less wattage. The power connection, the power connector location must be the same. What do we think? So it says, which of the following is important when replacing a power supply and a workstation located in a data center? Which one is the most important? I'm going to say that the unit must be the same or less wattage. That's what I'm going to say. Let's see what it says. All right. So I was going to go with that one if it wasn't that. All right. So um, the proper voltage must be selected. I was thinking I was wrestling with that. Um, so just like. Um, you guys are gonna be wrestling with questions and answers. I do the same thing, and I'm the one that made these damn questions, right? So um, I, that was actually my first um, first thought, but uh, for some reason I went against it, and that's something that'll happen to you inside the box as well. You're a damn, oh, uh, and you're thinking that I don't know why the hell I picked that. But anyway, proper voltage must be selected because just like we said before, if you um, have too much juice 
why didn't I pick that? If you if you have too much juice, it's gonna blow the whole, whole damn server rack up. Whole damn server rack is gonna get out of there. All right, so uh, which of the following types allows for mirroring? Uh, which of the following ray types allows for mirroring? Once again, if you don't know uh, acronyms, if you don't know uh, what ray it is, it's gonna be a lot more difficult. Like I said, this um, right here uh, is helpful for you guys, but this is not gonna be enough you to pass the exam if you're trying to actually uh, pass a plus um, in the next 30 days that's both parts um, make sure that you hit the link below getting a zero to it hero bundle um, where students literally every day are passing certifications and um, beginning their journey and at the end of their journey with me they will have um, a plus net plus security plus itf plus um, and a bunch of microsoft training right so um, the answer to this question is RAID 1 and RAID 10 offers mirroring, offers mirroring. Before we uh, get into anything else, I just want to tell you guys, I appreciate you guys for sliding through, uh, liking the channel. Make sure that you watch my last video. It'll be super helpful um, in your journey. Um, I've said it a thousand times make sure that you're not wasting time make sure that you are using your time wisely um the best use of your time would be to um learn from other people's mistakes to uh do what you need to do and as far as i'm concerned i'm about execution so that's why i'm pushing so many of you guys to get into it i'm pushing you guys to uh get inside of the program one more time in the link below is I'm a link directly to the Zero to IT uh, Hero Bundle. Um, that's gonna be your fastest way to success. You don't have to second guess. You don't have to think about what should I study. Um, it comes with all the stuff I mentioned, comes with practice tests, practical exercises, comes with the vouchers to take the exams, comes with a um, study group, and it comes with um, monthly accountability calls from uh, yours truly and um, additional mentorship to help you get over the hump. So gang, hopefully you enjoyed uh, this video. And other than that, I'll see you in class.